Worship must be tied intricately to worth. In other words, we can't give God all he's worth. We give him all we're worth. And so worth is dignified by wealth. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue to look at the topic of an extreme money makeover. And pastor, we've been uh, talking for the past couple of days uh, about debt and the fact that we ought not to get into debt because our worth, as you were talking about in our previous broadcast, is tied up in who God says we are. And now I just heard you say, and so worth is dignified by wealth. So let's unpack that a little bit more. What do you mean by worth is dignified by wealth? Well, uh, the context of the statement that I made in the introduction has to do with worshiping God in our giving. And so how do you get out of debt? First thing you do is if you're not tithing, you start giving to God. Now, to a lot even of people, even if I'm in debt, even if I'm in debt, a lot of people uh, look at that and say there's something wrong with that picture. But if you look at kingdom principles, okay, you answer them for me, Steve. If I want to be first, I have to do what? Be last. Okay. Uh, if I want to be the leader of all, I must become what? A servant to all. Yeah. Yes. And so the kingdom values are inverted, aren't they? Yeah. But. They make sense to God, and God honors those who honor his word. And so I begin to understand that I'm not looking at it as just giving money to God. It's an act of worship. Right. Here's what I say to our people all the time at offering time. They know it very well. And I end up by saying whatever I'm going to say is a preliminary statement. I end up by saying, remember, what's in your hand is a reflection of what's in your heart. And That's I sure great. hope that God is worth more to you than a dollar. Yeah. And that's a great statement because God does not need our money. It's not the fact that we're giving him, whether it's $1 or $100 or $1,000. Right. He doesn't need any that's of right. it. He's asking, what is we're the condition saying, of our hearts? This is your worth. Yeah. So even as we said, you can't give God all that he's worth because you don't have enough money to do right. that. But God says, here's how I want you to demonstrate you understand my worth. Worship me with 10% of your income. And I have a message, as a matter of fact, uh, entitled, He's Not Worth a Dime. Hmm. Well, I hope we get to that. But right now, we need to get to today's message. So join us in God's word as we continue an extreme money makeover. He sandwiches our humanity in the middle of his Deity and his sovereignty to let us know you sandwiched between my deity and my sovereignty. You have value. You have worth based on the fact that you're with me. That's it. You're with me. Look, here's what happened. Person says to me, hey, what are you and Sister Ford going to do for your anniversary? I said, we're going to go downtown, uh, get in the hotel. Uh, you know, go to restaurants, maybe go to a show or a play. He said, you know, would you guys like to go to my condo in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico? I said, sure, you're right. He said, okay, 10 days. 10 days? 
Okay, sure, 10 days. Oh, man. So he put $3,000 in our pocket, put us in the first class in the plane, and we go down to Puerto Vallada. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get down there, and we go to the desk, and we're excited. We're going to be there 10 days. And said, um, you know, I don't see your name here, Mr. Ford. Oh, you better see my name, man. We didn't, you know. Yeah, James Ford Jr., look again, look again. He looks again, then he turns the thing around. Look for yourself. Your name is not on there. Then I said, oh, man, I got a call, and I called his name. And he said, oh, you're here. He sent you? I said, yeah, 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 we're staying in his condo. Why didn't you say that? I said, well, I mean, I thought it would be in my name. He said, no. He said, now, you and is your wife? Yes, that's my wife. And you're going to have a great time here. Everything in this resort is available to you because of this person. And this person's condo was on the top floor. And uh, you go to all your meals free. Every fiesta that we have is free. You just come down. And uh, you and your wife, uh, health club is free. Uh, she get her mani and petty free. Uh, she can get mud packs, all this stuff. All, everything is free. Just one catch. So what's that? You had to sign his name. You got to sign his name. You got it. You got it. I don't need to explain it. That, that the whole 10 days, I just signed his name, not my name, because everything that I was doing was attached to his name and not my name. And it was because of his name, I had all the benefits of that place without even having anything to do with that place. I'm telling you that your self-worth is tied up to Jesus Christ. In him we live and move and have our being. You can't even pray and get God to hear you unless you say, in Jesus' name. Everything we have is because of Jesus. We're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus, that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's Jesus. And so we know that everything we have, our worth is based on, I've been washed in the blood. What's his name? What's his name? What's that name? Say his name. Say his name. And so here it is. Let me drop and run through it real quick. So what do I have? I'll tell you about me. I have self-acceptance. I accept me because God made me, which means then in my person, I like me some me. Yeah, because God don't make junk. I don't care about the label. I don't care about where it is. I love myself when I was driving a hoopty. I was getting on a plane. I was coming back from somewhere, and these ladies were getting on the plane. And, and a couple of them was in first class. I'm getting back to coach where I belong. And their friend went by. She was behind me. And they said, go on, girl, and put yourself back there in a coach. She turned around. She said, girlfriends, y'all got it wrong. See, I'm going, and I'm going to sit my behind in coach. And the moment I sit in that seat, I will have transformed it into first class. <laughs> I'll say, oh, I got that one, boy. I'll pull out my pen and pencil. That's it. Yeah, wherever I am, it's first class. Amen. Yeah, because I'm first class. Because God don't make. Do you appreciate yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you, do you? 
<laughs> yeah. And so what happens here? Self-acceptance in your person, I like me. Self-worth, you prize yourself. I value me. Self-esteem is psyche. I think well of myself. Self-competency is performance. Nobody can do it like I can do it. Listen, when God wants a James Ford Jr., there's no James Ford Jr. better than James Ford Jr. You trying to be somebody else, well, guess what? Nobody's there. Because since you're trying to be somebody else, you ain't there. And whoever you're trying to be, they ain't there. So there's nobody there. Be who you is. Because if you is who you ain't, you ain't who you is. And so what happens? Self-appreciation. You can praise. What do you mean? Praise yourself? It's a sorry dog won't wag their own tail. The Bible says, love your neighbor, and you can't love your neighbor as yourself, by yourself, and especially when you got my kind of neighbors. But in other words, you can't love your neighbor until you first love you. Amen. Yeah. And you know what? Some people don't like you because they don't like themselves. In Psalm 139, verse 14, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That, that get this, that God valued you so much without all your stuff that he numbered the hairs on your head according to Matthew 10, 30. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Numbered the hairs on my head? Yes, numbered, not counted. Numbered. If I had any hair and I put out a comb, you know what I'm talking about, Brother Green, and put out a comb, he'd say, that's hair 1,634, that's hair 1,635, that's hair 1,636,000. That's how intricately God cares for you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. let me hurry up here. Now I want you to see the encroachment of debt. Now this comes from Matthew 6, uh, 19 through 34. And, and I'm just going to run down and, and tell you what they are. Uh, so debt has weight that keeps us from what God wants us to be. See, you got to make a distinction. Remember what the Bible says? Let us lay aside the sin and the weight. See, it doesn't have to be a sin. It could be, what's a weight? I'm, I'm getting ready to run a marathon right now. And you would say to me, you are not properly dressed. It's not a sin the way I'm dressed, at least not to me. Um, it's a weight. In other words, I need tennis shoes if I'm going to run a race. I need some shorts if I'm going to run a race. I need a t-shirt. if I, See, I'm not dressed, so it's a weight to where I'm running. So what weight do you have in your life? What might be weighing you down today? We're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called An Extreme Money Makeover, and we'll get back to the teaching in just a moment. But the teaching is made possible each and every day because of your generosity. It's your giving that truly keeps this program on this station. So to those of you who are giving and supporting Treasure Truth and Moody Radio, thank you for doing that. If you'd like to give a gift today, whether you've done so before or not, just come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. There you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. Sometimes, think about this. How many of you have ever felt like, I want to do this, I want to give to this, I want to support this, but I can't do it because I got to pay my bills? Anybody ever, ever yeah. been there? Yeah. Ever been there? Yeah. 
Man, I tell you. And you know what freedom is? I'm going to tell you what freedom. I'm going to use us. Get freedom that now we have 19 uh, missionaries that we serve. We give 25% to this church. We give to 19 other missions group. And she just said to me two days ago, uh, we're not supporting any Jews, honey. Okay. We need to support the Jewish people. They're God's people. And so now we're getting ready to support Jews for Jesus. Why? Because we could do that. Because we start cutting up them credit cards. Because we had more than nine. The average family had nine. Uh, we had to have at least 14 to 15 of them jokers, man. Okay, I'm going to get you out of here. Okay, here we go. What does it do? This weight. All this comes from Matthew chapter 6, 19 34. I'm just going to drop them. I'm not going to push them. It divides our loyalty. Uh, verse 24b says, you cannot serve God and mammon. So do you have money or do your money have you? And uh, you can't feed on the manna from on high while you trying to grab the crumbs of men. It distracts our attention. It distorts our goals. It deceives us in our sense of rightness. It deadens our joy. It defeats our purposes. It develops frustration. Uh, verse 33 says it destroys our commitment. Verse 34 says it'll drop us into depression. Our direction will become compromised. Our duties will be neglected. It will discourage us from depending on God. So then what are you talking about this encroachment of debt? Think about this. Blind Bartimaeus. He cries out to Jesus. Now, what does he do? Anybody remember what he did? He had a blanket. What did he do with it? He threw it away. No, manners and cultures of Bible lands tell us this. What blanket did he have? It wasn't any old blanket. It wasn't a lioness blanket. It was a blanket that he had where they would throw the money. It was a blanket that identified him as a beggar. When he threw it away, what he was saying is, Jesus gave me my sight. I no longer depend on uh, the men to provide for me. I'm looking to Jesus to be my provider. I'm going to throw away that which represents my dependency on people when I were blind. But now I see and my eyes are open and I know my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Yeah, what did Elijah do? He slew his oxen. That was his livelihood. That was his livelihood. Then the enslavement of debt. The word charge in Latin is charis. Say charis. What was a charis? A four-wheeled Roman baggage wagon to carry extremely heavy loads. Loads that a person couldn't and shouldn't try to carry themselves. So here it is. How do we get enslaved by debt? Proverbs 22, 7. The borrower is a slave to the lender. That's it. Psalm 37, 21 says it blows your testimony. It blocks God's supernatural provision. It's a barrier to your future. And 2 Corinthians 8, 14 and 15 says your blessings from others are hindered. Now, here it is. What do you need to do? Well, first of all, give to God first. We don't have to go over that. Give to God first. That's what the Bible tells. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Proverbs 16, 9, make a budget. Make a budget. Proverbs 22, 7, get rid of credit cards. 
Get rid of credit cards. Proverbs 21.5, pray before you buy. Romans 13.8, go cash and carry. No cash, no carry. Proverbs 21.20, begin to pay yourself first. And Proverbs 18.15, evaluate every purchase. Now I'm going to need to apologize to my Wednesday folk again. We were studying, honor the Lord with the first fruits of all of thy substance and thy increase, and so shall thy barns be running over. Let me just get you to understand as I close uh, what's going on here. God always made provision for the poor. So if you had a field, you gleaned the field, you would leave the four corners. Why? Uh, because in work, there's dignity. God says if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. So he provided for them, but they had to work to get it. That way they keep their dignity in their work. He also had gleaning. What was that? That whenever they would drop something, they would have to leave it on the ground, and that was for the poor. Then God had a three and a third percent a year offering that was given for the church to give to the poor. And then there was the year of Jubilee when all debts were canceled. Now, honor the Lord with the first fruits of all of thy substance and thy increase. That's your check and the money you found. So here's what they would do. I want you to see, I've been trying to get you to see that money is not material, it is spiritual. Why? Because God gives it to us as Christians, that makes it sacred. Now here's what he says, honor the Lord, it's the word kabod, here's what it means. It's translated glory, it's translated majesty in Genesis, those two words. So it's a worship word. I think you don't like this, Kim, it's a worship word. Now, here's what it means. Worship must be tied intricately to worth. In other words, we can't give God all he's worth. We give him all we're worth. And so, worth is dignified by wealth. So, here's what he says. Kabod the Lord. Honor him. When I worship God in my giving, I honor him. Uh, but about what? I honor him about what the picture of first fruits is. What is first fruits? Well, if you're a farmer, you know. Barley grew first because it grew the fastest and matured the fastest. So the barley harvest was first. So you go in the field in the barley harvest, and here's what you would do. You would, before you harvest anything, you take a sheaf, a bundle of whatever it is, barley, and you tie it together. Then you get another one and you tie it together. And you get another one and you tie it together. Then you take the three and you band the three together. Then you lift it up in the air and then you wave it before the Lord. Then that's dedicated to the Lord, the first fruits, that goes to the temple or the tabernacle. What is he doing? He's giving us a picture of what you and I know in the New Testament. What is that? Here it is. Why God bundled them individually and three? Because you bundle one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost, blessed three in one. 
then why do you bind them, the three individual, together? Because you bind them individually to say that there are three persons in the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But you bind them together to let everybody know it's just one God. Not three gods, one plus one plus one, uh, but one God, one times one times one. Then you lift it up. Why? If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So what are you saying when you honor him with your first fruits and you wave it before the Lord? I have a friend at his church. He's been a pastor longer than me, about 42 years. And guess what? Uh, because of this illustration I'm giving you, uh, every time they get ready to do their offering, no matter when they're getting ready to do it, he has them have their envelope and wave it because they all know what it means. So what does it mean, Pastor Ford? Glad you asked. So what does it mean? It literally speaks of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that God the Father raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Galatians 1.1, uh, Paul, an apostle called by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead, that Jesus raised himself. John chapter 2, 19 through 21, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And that the Holy Spirit raised him up. Romans 1.4, proved to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead, by the Spirit of holiness, that every time we worship him, we're saying we value you, and this is a token of the esteem that we have for you because you provided for us something we couldn't provide for ourselves. We have been dead, we have been buried, and we have been raised in a newness of life in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. Christ is the first fruits. But then we who are dead or alive shall be caught up together, transformed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, and the mortal shall put on immortality, and the earthly shall put on the heavenly, and the terrestrial shall put on the celestial, and the natural shall put on the supernatural. It's all about what God has done for us in providing salvation. It doesn't matter what you have on this earth. You're leaving it. You're leaving the clothes behind. You're leaving the shoes behind. But the one thing you can't leave behind is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Glory to God. Praise him. That's it. That is it. The one thing you cannot leave behind is Christ in you. Once you've been adopted into his family, you're his forever child. What a thing that is. What a, an inheritance we have. And maybe as you've been listening to Pastor Ford uh, wrap up today's program, you realize that you don't know Jesus in the way that he often talks about, but you'd like to know more. You've come to understand that because sin has separated you from God and Jesus has paid the penalty for your sin, you can't have that right relationship with him, but you're not there yet. You'd like to have another question or two answered. You'd like to talk with someone about that. You'd like to pray with someone and become a believer in Jesus. And I would uh, love for you to call this toll-free number. Someone's there to talk with you, pray with you, answer questions you may have. The number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. Again, that's 1-888-NEED-HIM. 
Well, our message has been called an Extreme Money Makeover, and if you missed any part of it, you can always go back and listen again. Just come to our website. It is treasuretruthradio.org. I want to say thanks for listening today. Also, thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.